0: Good morning. I'm Lee Richardson, and thank you for joining me in your head. And I want to get in your head today about what everybody is thinking about. It's January. We made those New Year's resolutions. We're thinking about, oh, we got to exercise more. We got to eat better. We got to get healthier. And, you know, we think about that because we think about how important that is for our body, our physical health. Oh, I don't want to have a heart attack. I got to work out at the gym. And gosh, I don't want to get diabetes. I really need to start watching the amount of sugar that I take. But do we ever stop and think about how important that exercise is for our mental health? You know, I looked at a study the other day that showed exercise is just as effective for depression as any antidepressant medication. And more and more, we're becoming accepting of the role that mental health plays in our life. So here today with me, I have somebody to help us. You know, we made those resolutions, we're January 9th, we're nine days in, we're starting to feel overwhelmed, we're starting to feel a little despair. And I have Monica Macuso with me, and she's got different certifications in all kinds of group fitness and nutrition. And she has experienced how beneficial exercise has been for her own personal mental health, as well as helping many, many people with it. So, Monica, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lee. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I think that you're hitting the nail on the head by saying that we're already almost two weeks in here to the new year. And the first thing everybody does is usually, you know, go straight to that... New Year's resolution, which is usually I'm going to get in shape this year, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to change my eating, I'm going to go to the gym. And then we see a pretty, especially coming from the standpoint of a trainer, we see a really consistent, probably anywhere from two weeks to a month where people just really hit it hard. And then you sort of see that trickle off. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny that people can't really stick to it like you would think it would be so easy, but also, um, as you said, it's so important for not only our physical health but our mental health to really get in there and do something good for our bodies, um, whether it's nutrition or working out or even going on a brisk walk for you know 20 or 30 minutes a day. I think that people really should stop and take a moment to analyze how that makes them feel.
0: You know, you're right, because we know we all know, well, exercise, we release endorphins and that makes us feel better. But when you exercise, you sleep better. I know exercise is my stress management technique and it gives me a good feeling about myself. You know, after I do it, I'm like, yeah, I did that. My confidence is a little high. My self-esteem is a little bit higher. And I notice the days that I don't get there, particularly if it's two or three, I tend to get down a little bit on myself. I need to get to the gym. I need to get to the gym.
1: Right. And I think that is a common guilt that a lot of people feel. And one of the the little snippets of advice that I think I would definitely give people is don't do that to yourself. First of all, if you're sick, take that time to rest and don't beat yourself up if you didn't go to the gym, if you didn't go on that walk, if you didn't go kickboxing or whatever it was that you were planning to do. And secondly, if you do have to miss a few days, whether it's just timing or you know, you're out of town, you're not feeling well, whatever your reason is, allow yourself to have that little bit of grace, but then push yourself harder the next day. I think sometimes stressing ourselves out can actually do the opposite of what we're looking for. If you beat up on yourself for not taking the time to go to the gym, oh, I didn't do my workout today. Oh, I was running so late after work, I couldn't go to my, you know, Zumba class or whatever it is. Okay, well, you didn't make it. So make that commitment to yourself the next day and see how it makes you feel. Because if you're already feeling a little bit down in the dumps for the day, beating yourself up isn't going to do anything good for you, right?
0: No, it's not. You know, and I saw a study that was done in the UK, and it was on the weekend warriors, and they're saying that people that just get in two workout sessions a week on the weekend, they're finding it to be just as beneficial as those that do it throughout the week. So, you know, you can. what that said to me is you can do it when it works for you. And one of the things that impressed me about your background is you have all these different certifications. And because there's so many different ways to exercise, and personally, if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Yes. And having people, you know, you offer a number of different ways they can work out.
1: Yes, and that is so important and something that I often say to people when they ask me for advice, when they're like, oh, well what's the best way to work out or what's, what's gonna be the most beneficial or you know helpful workout for me? I try to be incredibly honest with people and just say, you know what, I don't know yet. That's something you have to decide for yourself because if you choose something that you hate, Yes, it may be a perfectly wonderful workout, it may really get the job done, but if you have to forcefully peel yourself away from whatever you're doing and force yourself into that workout, it's not doing for you what you need it to, which you know, ultimately is helping you make your body and mind feel the way they should, giving you that uplift, giving you that little extra bit of spunk and charisma for the day, you know, So trying different things, I always tell people, try different things, challenge yourself, do things you never thought you would do because you never really know what the best thing for you is gonna be until you try it. And I mean, like you said, after a really solid workout, even if you're a little dubious or nervous in the beginning, you look at yourself in the mirror afterwards and you're like, "Man, I'm a beast. I'm a boss. I just did that. Look at this sweat. Like, good job. you feel so good, you yeah. know? And you almost your your interpretation of yourself almost gets even better. Like if you woke up in the morning and you're like, "Ugh, I look gross today," or whatever it is you decided to tell yourself, and then you hit that workout and afterwards, even though you may look like I like to say I look like a wet cock or spaniel by time I'm done with my workouts because I get really sweaty, sweaty betty nonetheless. Um,
0: is I just feel great.
1: I'm yeah. like, man, I'm awesome. I'm just like ready to do anything, you know. And I think that a lot what of it is,
0: do it's it's very energizing, you know, you get energy from working out. Yes. And that's what I've had a lot of people t- tell me is, you know, I'm just too tired. At the end of the day, I'm just too tired to go. And then I've had people say, but if you get there and you leave, you'll have a lot more energy. What do you see? I know you also work in the corporate wellness world. Yes. And that's usually, I think, at the end of the day.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So in that world, do you have a harder time getting people there? uh, Or is it easier because it's right there on the job?
1: Um, I think it's a mixture of both. I think there are some people who definitely have the sort of feeling and something that you will notice a lot is once people get there or if they're already there, it becomes much easier because they say, you know, I'm already here, so I might as well do this. Even if initially I'm not feeling it, I might as well do it because I'm already here and I've spent this money or my job is providing this to me or whatever the case. I don't want
0: a boss to know that I'm not showing up.
1: Right, exactly. And some places even offer special perks, whether it's like a discount on their insurance or, you know, Intercompany competitions and things, like mm-hmm. I know the biggest loser type of motivations have become really popular in corporate situations where they do actually offer big prizes or reasonable prizes to get the motivation that they need from their employees. But ultimately, you're getting two prizes from that. You're finding a healthier way to live, trying to get on top of your nutrition game as well as you may win 500 bucks or whatever the situation
0: you know you brought up nutrition and i used to think that i could eat anything i wanted because i could just work it off and i read a fact that 90 percent of weight management is what you eat And and i was like no no that can't be right is it
1: i mean that is right and one of the most common sayings that I've heard recently is your abs are made in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. And the thing is, I'm not I'm not of the mind that you are never allowed to have a splurge, that you're never allowed to have one of your favorite meals. Go eat your chicken and cream cheese enchiladas or you know, something like mm, that. That
0: sounds good. I know right?
1: <laughs> you can't tell we're hungry. Um, but it's really about the focus on portion control, clean eating, and really thinking about the things that you're putting into your body and how they make you feel. Actually, there was a Harvard study showing that nutrition has a lot to do with mental health as well. And the more highly processed foods mm-hmm. and sugars and you know chemicals and additives and things like that that we put in our body, the more issues we have With the brain processing those things. Well, it
0: creates inflammation in the brain.
1: Right. I mean, it it creates inflammation all over the body, let alone the brain. And you know when you're in pain anywhere, it causes you to have more issues, both emotionally, physically, mentally, all of that.
0: And pain lives in the brain. It does. It does not live in the body. You know, when you think about all our... Our soldiers that come back, men and women, and they've lost yes. a limb. And they get back and, oh, my arm still hurts. Mm-hmm. And the arm's gone. Yeah. It's because pain lives in the brain.
1: It does. Absolutely. And I think that as far as my personal experience, because I used to kind of be in the same mind situation of thinking oh yeah if i just work out two hours a day i can eat whatever i want and i'll just eat a half a loaf of bread for breakfast or whatever it is and i'll be fine well that's not true yes you are still trying to create that deficit of calories and in versus out but the quality of the fuel you're putting in your body is so important it's like a car if you purchased yourself a luxury car and it says you have to put the best grade gasoline in it are you gonna go to the gas station and go well I don't really want to spend the money on that gasoline so I'm just gonna put the lowest of the low in there and hope for the best no I mean we are not, not gonna do that with our luxury car why would we do that with our body that's going to last us most likely longer than our car well right let's hope so let's hope so and you know a lot of times people will notice specifically after they decide to commit to let's say a 6 week diet that's it's not necessarily overly restrictive but it that is way more focused on whole foods and clean foods primarily you know vegetables lean meats things that are just in their natural state so nothing from like a box nothing that's you know Fourteen different words you can't pronounce, things like that. They commit to it, they stick to it, they lose a lot of weight, they feel really good, and they'll notice as soon as they drop off and go, oh great, I'm going to celebrate, I'm going to go drink those two margaritas and have the super Chips platter. And salsa. Exactly, they feel terrible the next day, and so it almost starts creating this pathway unintentionally where people realize wow so I do feel so much better when I put this good nutritious and whole food in my body as opposed to you know three cheeseburgers from wherever fast food joint
0: you know and I used to think well if it's frozen it's so much better than canned and if it's frozen organic it's okay and then I realized it's still processed It has to be processed to be put into that bag. Mm -hmm. And now what I see, you know, we're looking at nutrition as medication. Mm -hmm. I've seen studies that show people with depression and anxiety, they can actually alter their mental health by changing what they eat. And you brought up sugar. And sugar is a very hard thing for a lot of people to walk away from.
1: Sugar definitely has become almost, I would, I would say an addiction for a lot of people because our bodies just become so used to it as an energy source or that feel good brief reaction mm-hmm. that uh, sugar is very hard for a lot of people to cut out. And I think a lot of people don't even fully understand how many things contain sugar because they assume, oh, this item is savory. There's no way this has a lot of sugar in it. But when you go and look at the, nutri- the nutritional you know, facts or the ingredients, it's shocking to see, oh, you know, sugar or high fructose corn syrup or whatever the case may be. And um, I guess speaking from my own experience personally, uh, you mentioned depression and anxiety and things. I've struggled with depression and anxiety for most of my life, starting from a pretty young age, and it's made leaps and bounds of difference for me personally to have changed both my nutrition and my fitness regimen in the mental health capacity. Um, I think once you really notice how your body feels when you do layer in those good foods and when you do get your body moving, it's almost replacing that addiction with the sugar and not wanting to be motivated, tiredness, focusing on all of that drain to push yourself into a place where you're really committed to your own health and feeling much better. Um, It's funny because the other day a friend of mine and I were were just kind of chatting about, oh, when we were younger we used to eat garbage all the time. You were basically like a walking dumpster. You could, you know, throw down on Cheetos and, you know, like cheese this and... Cheese everything. Cheese everything and then a giant five-pound bag. And the creamier
0: the better, you
1: know. Yeah, Oreos, five-pound bags of candy, whatever, and you were totally fine, but... um, we just sort of noticed having a conversation one day that we decided, oh, we're gonna we're gonna buy this package of Oreos from the grocery store because we both were just like wanting a little sweet something, and we hadn't had Oreos in forever. And we each only ate like two or three Oreos. It was
0: Did they felt, taste as good as you no, thought they, they would? No,
1: they tasted weird and chemically. They tasted
0: processed, didn't they?
1: And after the fact, it was it feels like you've poisoned yourself in a way, like a very low level of poison. And so when you think about it on that level, why would you wanna do that?
0: Well, you know, you're a mother of three, right? Yeah. So you have, you're the behavioral model. You're the role model. Yes. If they see you snacking on Oreos, then that's what they're gonna want. Yes. How hard is it with three kids to keep a clean diet?
1: Um, in the beginning, it was harder. Just because I, I think, especially as a mom or as the food prepper of the house, when the kiddos get out a snack, and again, my kids are pretty young, they have fantastic metabolisms. I have them on very, you know, good, clean diets for the most part, but I don't prevent them from having goodies and things here and there because I think if you do try to shelter or lock your kids down in the sense where it's you know, don't eat this, don't eat that, this is terrible, this is gross, you know, it almost gives it that extra rebel factor to go secretly eat this or it secretly eat It makes it a little more that.
0: exciting
1: it does. to sneak it. It yeah. does, and then you almost have this cultivation of possible eating disorders or just sort of an unhealthy relationship with food, which I think is something we're very much trying to move away from. So I kind of, you know, will pick a few things here and there that are not the worst end of the spectrum. But, you know, I'll buy a bag of avocado oil potato chips or whatever for the kiddos. And sometimes for myself, I'm not going to lie. But just kind of making smarter selections of things, snacks and things when they were younger and before I'd really done a lot of research and really focused on you know my mental and physical health being affected by those things, it was always so easy, well, they're eating this, so I'll just grab a little handful, or they didn't finish that, so I might as well eat it so it doesn't go to waste. And I think it's this strange non-waste mentality that sometimes gets us, especially as mothers, where we're like, oh, well, I bet I paid for that. I shouldn't throw it in the garbage, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> I'll eat it. It's okay.
1: It's fine. It's just a few, but it's, it's like the M&M rule, um, which is an idea I came up with where when someone has a bowl of M&Ms or candy at their desk, and, and every time you walk by, you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll just take one, or I'll just take a, a, a few tiny little M&Ms. Well, if you do that six times a day, now you You've eat got a handful. A, yeah, half yeah. a package of M and M's, yeah. or you know, half a package of candy. So of course you're going to be gaining weight. Of course you're going to feel sluggish because you just gave yourself a five minute sugar high, and now you're going to crash. I mean, sustainable energy, healthy nutrition, all of those things are so important and such an an easy and hard thing. To focus on and get onto,
0: and there's so much information out there I mean there's so many different kind of diets you get on the internet and you decide you want a diet and it gets confusing do I want to do the Mediterranean do I want to do the keto do I want to eat what's right for my blood type there are so many different approaches to it that it can become overwhelming are there any places on the internet like i look at harvard health a lot Mm -hmm. and i look at mayo clinic do you have any resources that you like to share
1: um i definitely agree harvard has some really good studies and suggestions i also think just speaking to your regular gp Mm -hmm. for suggestions i think sometimes not even worrying about a specific diet keto paleo you know, whatever the current fad or trend or exciting new thing is, I think finding ways to slowly clean your own diet so you don't feel like all of a sudden you've had the world at your fingertips and now you can have one pinky's worth of food is just really focusing on how can I currently wean myself into a healthier place.
0: That's an excellent point, because what I hear you say, it's a lifestyle change. It is. It's not, because you're not going to get on this, quote, diet, and you're not going to stay on it the rest of your life. So what I hear you say is figure out what you can bring into your lifestyle, what works for you, what works for your family,
1: Yes.
0: and change your life to eat right.
1: Yes, and make it fun. I love having my kids help me prep. I love taking the idea of making the beautiful plate a focus. You know, How many colors can you get on there? How many textures? What sort of seasonings can you come up with to really try something new and different? And I think just giving yourself that time and enjoying it as an experience as opposed to a chore Mm -hmm. is very helpful. Because a lot of people, the first thing they'll say is, well, I just, I don't have time. It's so much work. I don't want to prep. I just want to, you know, rip something open and press two buttons and then I'm ready to go. We're not gonna get any better doing that. So make it a treat for yourself. Make it a fun experience for yourself so that you can kind of retrain your mind and your body into enjoying the experience as opposed to looking at it like a disciplinary action.
0: Well, and what I hear you say is don't focus on the negative part of it. Yes. It's so much work, it takes so long. Focus on the positive, you know, involve your family members. Yes. Um, make put some fun in it. Make it a positive experience. And for people with depression and anxiety, it's those little ants, those automatic negative thoughts. Man, they go so quick that they go through and you don't even realize you had one. You just realize you don't feel so good. Yes. You know? So trying to reframe things and thinking of the positive instead of the negative is is a really good point. And there's a lot of information out there. I know on the Brain Performance Center Facebook, um, we, we're continually putting things out there on diet and health and nutrition. And there's a, on our YouTube channel, there's always something new going. If people wanted more information about personal training, how would they find that information out about you?
1: Um, I am always available via my Facebook page, which is Monica Mancuso-Roberts.
0: Could you spell Mancuso? Sure, it's
1: M as in Mary, A as in apple, N as in Nancy, C as in cat, U-S-O, and um, just send me a quick message. I'm always happy to have a chat and try to work something out as far as what people are looking for. I've helped people with nutrition and physical fitness in the past. I have a lot of access to group classes and different things like that, that people can try. Um, and I'm always happy to help out in any way I can because I think that people deserve to be happy with themselves. So if I can help out with that, I'm willing.
0: Well, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank I really so enjoyed it. Me. And you know, sometimes I have to have, when you're talking about the pasta, I'm like, yeah, cause I go home and I think, oh, it's gonna take so long to cut all that up. I really want it, you know. And now I'll go home and I'll think, it's going to be so good. Yeah. I focus on the positive.
1: Enjoy the experience. Have a nibble of what you're chopping if it's possible. Also, Trader Joe's can be your best friend. Whole foods, sprouts, you can get things that are already chopped, cut, diced, whatever you're looking for. So you can find some little life hacks as far as getting yourself to the gym, getting yourself on a nutritional regimen,
0: so before we close, what do you have any life hacks or nutrition <laughs> hacks that you want to share with us?
1: I absolutely do. Um, number one, find an accountability partner.
0: Okay. A good
1: friend or maybe even a new friend that can really help you stay on task, stay on focus. Somebody that's not going to say, oh yeah, let's go to the bar every Friday and Saturday night. Somebody that's more like, let's go to the bar class Saturday morning you know, or something to that effect, as well as, like I said, use your resources. I don't have time to chop or whatever. Go to Trader Joe's. Go to some of these grocery stores that have it already done for you where it's not that much more expensive. Focus on taking out extra carbs in your diet and putting something fun in like zucchini or something that's an easy replacement but still tastes amazing. Just really challenge yourself to experiment and challenge yourself to look at it like a journey and an adventure and keep it positive exactly like you said. The positive part and knocking and squishing those negative ants down is your number one best friend.
0: Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank, I really appreciate you being with me
1: today. Thank you so much, Lee. It's been a pleasure.